0: Uh, turn to Romans chapter 4, if you would. Uh, we we just met a Catholic tonight. When Brother Fred and I talked to uh, Derek. Oh, Derek wasn't a Catholic boy, though. We talked to a boy named Derek. We're going to go back and visit him Tuesday night. Please pray for him. Uh, we talked to another guy who goes down to St. Joe, he said. and You know, real, real uh, reverend about his church. But that's really... That's how they're brought up, you know. And I... Sometimes when I get around somebody who's got a Catholic background, I feel like I really don't know what I'm talking about. But then I find out, I guess I really did, because they, they told me everything I've told everybody else. All right, I do want to show you something here. Romans chapter 4, starting in verse 1. The Bible says, What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? Now Abraham found this. He learned it. Okay. For if Abraham were justified by works... He hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Of course, before men. All right, verse number three. What did Abraham found? For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Very simple faith. Now, to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Verse number five, note just the first phrase of that verse. But to him that worketh not. There are many other religions that would fit this. Bill, But I say to you that a good Catholic is lost as any wicked reprobate. You can imagine. There's no good Catholic that is saved because the Bible says, To him that worketh not, but believeth. You can't believe and work a whole lot. You can't even believe and work just a little bit. You have to believe and work not. And every good Catholic works. So Catholics are not saved. You know, uh, I don't know if you heard much about that movie that came out a while back, The Passion of the Christ and how it was all Catholic. And, you know, I, I live in Greenville, South Carolina, a lot of Baptist churches there, and a lot of Baptists went to see it. It'd surprise you if I told you some people they went to see that movie. Baptist preachers, independent. I haven't been in a theater in 32 years, they say, and they're going to see this movie. It's Catholic. I, I've since in other ways, I've some in Baptist churches, we're losing our militancy against the Catholic church. You know, true churches have always died at the stake because they were against the Catholic church. And no matter how peaceful... See, we know the Muslims aren't peaceful, and they say they are. We don't believe them. But I wonder if in another thousand years or so, if the Lord doesn't come back, which I believe He will, but just say there were another thousand years, I think people might really think Muslims are peaceful. And really, you know, Baptist churches might even start fellowshipping with them. Maybe going to see their movie, if they make one about Muhammad, you know. You know, the Catholic Church is not a friend of any sinner. The Catholic Church leads no man to God. The Catholic Church is wicked. It's blasphemous. And the Pope, the Pope really thinks he is God. And you'll never read this in any book, but the Pope really knows he's not God too, and he really knows he's a wicked liar and a reprobate. The Pope, the Pope is bad news. And, you know, the Pope could be saved. He could get saved if he'd repent of his sin. Any man can repent of sin. But sometimes you just wonder if they've gone too far. The Pope blinds men willingly because he wants their money, and he wants his power, and he wants his influence to control the world. And uh, when you go to Mexico, uh, you can go up to a good Catholic on the street and say, I want to give you a Bible tract. Oh, you know, they'll take it. Say, uh, just want to you know, tell you about Jesus Christ and how to be saved. Have, have you ever been saved? Oh, oh yes, they've been saved. I even had one tell me he'd been born again. Um, say, well, well, that's you know, that's that's good. I hope you are saved. You know, the Bible says it's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not through the church. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to, The Holy Spirit dwells within you when you're saved, and and you're separated from the world. Oh yeah, yeah. They they know all that, but you know what? I say I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I get down on my knees, I pray, I repent of my sin and, and uh, I'm saved and the Holy Spirit lives within me and then I, I'm pure before God, I've confessed my sin and the Holy Spirit's working through me, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And well, here you have the Catholic, he's filled with the Holy Spirit because when he was little, a priest took a little water and sprinkled it on him, and took oil and went across his forehead. He's filled with the Spirit too. Um, I, um, I've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior because when I was four years old, understood that I was lost understood there was payment for sin and that Jesus Christ was the only one who could pay the payment and it'd be satisfactory and I trusted him I called upon his name and I was saved and I've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ Catholic he's accepted the Lord Jesus Christ too because he ate that little piece of bread and he drank that little wine with backwash in it from the priest and so he's saved he's accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as well And it is so hard to convince these people that they are lost. Because you you say, have you accepted the Lord? Yes. Well, so have I, but you're not saved and I am. It doesn't make any sense to them. And you know what? The main thing these people need is the Word of God. They need to read a Bible with no priest standing, hawking over it, interpreting it for them. No priest saying, drop this in the box. You know something? Uh, I've been reading lately some things by nuns who have escaped convents. Uh, You know, all convents aren't terror prison camps, but a lot of them are. A lot of them still are. And it would surprise us probably to know how many are. Um, But they talk about the confessional booth. And the confessional booth is one of the most wicked things that anybody could come up with. These men are drunks. These men are slobs. They're just immoral, wicked men, and they're priests. So they come and they force these women to come to the confessional booth, and they ask them questions that would highly embarrass every decent person in this building so that they have somewhat of an influence to get them later. And they get them too. The priests priests come to the convents every day in some places. The Catholic Church, because of their... uh, Because they lord over men's consciences. Because they don't grant the freedom to worship God and to know God apart from what they say. They control. And they just create this breeding ground of filth. And the devil just runs rampant in that church. And so while on the surface in America especially, you know, countries that aren't third world, we see Catholics who attend mass every day and they're good upstanding citizens. And, you know, we can talk to them. They're nice people. And, you know, they're lost. We know they're lost. Those Catholics need to realize they're part of a system that's of the devil. And that is, taking a country like Mexico, that's got many natural resources, surprisingly, people that are hard workers, sapping every bit of money and strength out of that country. And Mexico is a third world nation today with people drowning and getting shot, trying to cross the river. Most, a lot of them make it. But, you know, so many of them don't. But they try to get out of that poverty. They try to come and make money. they got their eyes on wealth. They see the glories of the Vatican, I'm sure. They see the Pope sitting up there in his gold thread robes, you know, waving his hand and drooling on himself. Isn't he glorious? Such a Pope. Such a head of a church. But, you know, drains that country dry. And these people are searching. These people are hungry. I can go right now with you. I could take any one of you to Mexico, and we could take a thousand tracks. And we could go through a, a little town area. They have plazas all over their cities. And we could give out a thousand tracks, and we could walk back through there, and there maybe would be one on the ground. And more than likely, you'd see many of the people you gave them to sitting on benches reading them. And probably seven to ten people more are going to read that track that that person's sitting there reading. They'll pass them around. I know a missionary in Mission, Texas, who's only been in two or three Spanish-speaking countries. He gives out uh, correspondence courses on the back of his track to write for a free correspondence course. And he's gotten uh, mail back from almost every Spanish-speaking country in the world. That's how far these tracts go. They carry them around. They pass them around. They read them. They reread them. And if we could get a Bible into their hand, a Bible, and they can actually read the words of Christ apart from what the church tells them. And then come behind that and preach to these people. And tell them, listen, it's not by works. What the priest tells you and what they do for you, it might make you feel warm and fuzzy. It might seem to be reverential. You walk into a church and it just strikes you with awe because it's such a grand building and beautiful things. But but then you get to looking around and there's a crucifix with Jesus laying bleeding on the cross. You know, maybe it kind of bothers you. And you look over here and there's a big statue of Mary and maybe she's weeping and there's candles. Burning in front of her. You know. Something just not quite right about all this. And maybe. Just maybe. You know. Maybe that's. Maybe that's what the Bible says. That the Holy Spirit. Uses the word of God. And works in hearts. So I. I think. If we can get them the word of God. I think we'll be doing a whole lot better. Than if I can go preach to them even. If we just need to. Give them the word of God. Let them read it for themselves. Let them see the Catholic church. Is not their friend. Let them see. Let it raise questions in their mind about who Jesus Christ really is. You pray for us as we go. I'll share this with you. Um, Brother Garrison was there just this past year at Tabernacle. There was a man there who did a whole week of Bible conference. And he had a model of the Tabernacle set up. And he had built um, to scale replicas of some of the altars and the ark and things like that. uh, All in the Old Testament. And he went through that every night. And honestly, that was the driest lecturing I've ever heard. <laughs> if you weren't paying attention, you'd just go right to sleep. It was, I mean, he, he was very dry, well, boring, really. But that, to me, was one of the most interesting things I've ever heard. I, I've heard it before, but just to go through it step by step by step, detail by detail, and see the picture of Christ and all that. And I, I think that very possibly, if they, we could do the same thing in Mexico, if we could replicate that, wouldn't that show them the difference between Jesus Christ, and and the earthly priests? Because see, all of those all of those things in the tabernacle, all the pictures they showed, all the symbols that were there, not one of them was for that priest that went in there and made the sacrifice. All the symbols pointed to Christ, not that earthly priest. See, and the Catholics need to get away from their earthly priests too, and see that no man can do anything for them. Uh, Jesus Christ is the only way. So pray for us. Pray for Mexico. Pray that. Catholic Church will get a black eye and maybe we can do something for the Lord down there. Thank you.